Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is Katie Mashler and if you are new here, welcome. I am so excited for you to be here. Make sure that you subscribe so you stay tuned for all new episodes. On this week's episode, I am super excited to share with you my interview with Nick Montone. He is a hospitality expert and industry consultant as well as a four-time author. We discuss his work in the hospitality industry as well as his management and leadership style and the importance of good old-fashioned networking. I hope his amazing career inspires you as much as it's inspired me. Hi, my name is Nick Modone. I'm a uh, hospitality industry consultant. I consult to restaurants, bars, hotels, catering companies, retail stores, you name it. Anything in food and beverage, small retail stores, and, and many other small businesses as well. I've been uh, in the hospitality industry for uh, a little over 40 years at this point in time. It's the only career I've ever had. And uh, during that time, I've worked with some great characters, some great celebrity chefs, celebrity owners, all manner of people, including my own family in my early stages. I've written a couple of books on cocktails and home entertaining and working on uh, a new book that I call Life Behind Bars, which is my lessons and learnings from my 40-year journey in bar and hospitality industry. So that's the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> I, I love the little pun there. Do you want to explain the, the little pun? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The double entendre. But uh, <laughs> So how did you, you mentioned your family at the beginning. So how did, did that kind of start your journey in the entertainment industry or it's a yes and no answer uh the 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 no part is that i was working in trying to make money like as everyone does in high school and i got a job as a bar back um kind of lied about my age uh so that i could work in an environment that served alcohol uh this was in melbourne in new york where i grew up and uh i really enjoyed it and then as things came out, the money was great. And I was learning how to bartend and I became a bartender and that became even better money. And during that time, my father got sick uh, and passed away a few years later. But during that time, my brothers and I uh, said, okay, we have to support our family and take care of my mom who, who couldn't work at that, which was care for my dad and so on and so forth. And uh, we opened up a pizza and pasta restaurant in Columbus Avenue in New York City in 1984. Then I was 21 years old, 23 years old, excuse me. My younger brothers are 21. My older brother was 26. And it was the four of us. One of our sisters was working with us at that time as well. And uh, I, I never looked back. Uh, I just from, from this point, that point on, I had been working full on in the hospitality industry, where prior to 23, I uh, had been working in retail stores. I worked for The Gap and a couple of other closing stores. I pumped gas and my mantra was I pump gas so that I could get the free tank once a week to fill up my car. I worked in the clothing store to get a discount on clothes because uh, I actually like clothes and like to dress well and I had to buy my own stuff. And then I worked in restaurants to because uh, that's where I made most of the money that I could to pocket and put away and go out and have fun. That's awesome. I love that. So did is there a certain like that kind of lifestyle? It's an everyday sort of like holidays. Saturdays, Fridays, every day. Is there a kind of like, I don't know, motivation or kind of mindset that you kind of have to get yourself into to get over those 
days well, that you don't necessarily want to go into work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very very true. And uh, my brothers and I, in the early stages, and I, I adopted this that those learnings, if you will, to my my whole career and how I treated employees who worked for me when I became an owner operator and, and so on. We we were pretty adamant. We were. Closed on Christmas Day. Uh, actually, we closed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We closed uh, New Year's Day. We were open New Year's Eve, uh, you know, for up to as much as we could. And uh, other holidays like Thanksgiving and whatnot. And our, our business was pizza. And there's a market for it. And in New York, there's a lot of people who of many faiths and religions. And if you're not Catholic celebrating Christmas, you could certainly sell pizza. But we were family. And we wanted to be home with our mom and Seven of us, nine of us all together until my dad passed away. So four boys, three girls, mother and father. We all wanted to be together on the holidays. And so we made that a priority for our life. When I later on moved and transitioned from that business, uh, my brothers and I, after eight years, uh, succumbed to being over, over leveraged, underfinanced, if you will. Uh, and we moved on into different, different fields. I stayed in the hospitality industry and, you know, I, grunted through sometimes when you had to work on the holidays. And I don't know, it, 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 it can't say that it was the worst thing in the world because some of those days were actually very big money days on Thanksgiving in particular. If you work in the right restaurant serving a Thanksgiving meal, you could be from open to close, you could be busy and you could make up a, a, a great deal of money that you might not otherwise make on a Thursday, a regular Thursday in a regular restaurant. <laughs> but I still didn't enjoy it. And so when I became later on in my career, became managing partner at Gramercy Tavern, this is, you know, back in 1995 and, uh, our, my partners and I had a very clear understanding. We didn't want to be open Christmas day. We didn't want to be open. We, we closed, uh, we were open for lunch on Christmas Eve so that everyone could be home with their family that evening. And then we were closed on Christmas day. So everyone could be off. Uh, we did the same thing on Thanksgiving day. Uh, and at one point we even closed on, uh, we always closed on New Year's day, uh, and other holidays throughout the year, we sprinkled through Memorial day, labor day, we closed. And what I've actually found over the years is by having that discipline where you work hard during the times of the year that you have to, and on those holidays by closing and giving everyone the opportunity to have that extra day off and be with their own family and friends, it really made our business more successful. So you could make money on that day, but the employees who worked for us were so joyful at having that time off that it actually inspired them to, they were more loyal to us. Uh, you know, they, they, they really took great care of us. We were good owners. So. Yes. I love that mentality. So I want to touch on like, is there a different kind of mindset when you approach like your job, when it comes to like your family business career type? And then like in your bio, you mentioned like, celebrity chefs, like hanging out with Rachel Ray and like those kind of people. Is that a different kind of mentality and mindset you take to uh, work? Up to a point, it, it, it is, but not entirely, right? So it depends on who the celebrity chef is, right? And who that owner is. For years working with Danny Meyer, who's probably one of the most prominent owners in the country, our core values aligned, and which is why I was worked with him and loved working with him, because it really was important to us to... um take care of our staff like our family. When I worked with other celebrity chefs, Tom Colicchio was a partner. He went on to different endeavors, leaving the group. He maintained those same core values. He treats the staff fairly, treats them well, watched the holidays off and moved on. 
Um, Rachel Ray and I uh, were acquainted in, in, we were working on opening a restaurant together. I was going to invest. She was, we were looking for partners and, you know, I had a clear conversation with her and her husband and, and then her team of, of people as well about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Uh, our goal was to maintain our life and lifestyle. We, we all worked hard and we all played hard, but 24 seven is not, not the mindset that uh, she had or we had. We all wanted our vacations and we all wanted our time free. And would we get into a zone where maybe we would have to open on a Memorial Day, but we'll close on Thanksgiving? Yeah, we would have made that trade-off somehow. But we still would have had the mindset of accommodating people for their holidays um, or special needs, days off, flexible scheduling, whatever they need, our employees needed to um, to make their life work. That's what our goal was with myself and Rachel Ray and other people that I've worked with over the years. So how would you, I guess... If you're in like an environment like that, what do you, how do you approach somebody who is like, no, I still really want to like work all those days. I still need you to work all those days. Do you, I mean, yes, you put you for, you can put your foot down, but how do you go about putting your foot down? <laughs> so there's two facets to that. As a consultant where I am helping other people open their businesses, you take away Gramsci Tavern and Danny Meyer because I was a partner and Rachel Ray, where I was going to be the partner and operate the business. Um, we agreed and aligned on our, our mindset. There are other businesses that I've consulted to that by virtue of the ownership desire or the need of the business needed to be open on those holidays. And it's not, you know, morally or ethically wrong. It's just how you manage it. So what I've coached people over the years is look, everyone who works on that, you know, uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whatever their schedule might be, you find a way to give them a day off at a later date. You give paid holidays and paid vacation days, everything, you take care of people, they will treat you right. But if someone, through whatever luck of the draw, you know, and the calendar dictates what that luck is, a variety of people are going to wind up working on that day. The, the, the great owners, the great operators, the great general managers will take that, their leadership to the next level and say, hey, you worked at Christmas. I'm going to give you a paid long weekend next weekend and we'll get your ship covered, right? So you find a way to balance it out. And so when I'm consulting the people who are out of it, no, I, I must be open on the holidays because we need that revenue. So be it. That's their business model. That's what they need to do. But you find a way to balance out uh, the, the, to, to provide the employees with the right way to get their time uh, and their time off and their time with their family, et cetera. That's awesome. Do you have any other, like, that's kind of one big nugget of advice for, like, potential managers or leaders? Do you have any other general, like, business advice from your vast experience? <laughs> if there's absolutely one thing I tell people, uh, and, and through any, and this is across any business, anywhere, lead your team, manage your team, and uphold your life through your core values. Um, and find and help define there's numerous ways you can you can work to define those and you can look online and, and, and get the feedback on that as well. But if you align on core values and whatever they may be, and you uphold to that, you'll never work hard in your life. It'll always be a joy to work. It'll always be a joy to do everything. And then taking that to the next step, if you hire people and train people or choose to work with people, if you are the employee for an employer. Find people that align with your core values, right? 
And so you're surrounding yourself, not with people who look like me, sound like me, talk like me, have the same background as me, but people who have the same belief system. And by doing that, you find that there's a lot of joy in the world, uh, in, in your work world, in your work day. And it's not always easy. And sometimes it takes, you know, fits and starts to get to that point. But I like to live my life through the core values and it makes a huge difference in how people take, take their direction from you and how you can get directed by other people. I love that core values are something that I feel like, I don't want to say it wasn't something that was so important mm-hmm. two years ago before COVID, but like it kind of took like a little bit of a back burner. Mm-hmm. But now that everybody's had their time to like sit there and think yep. about what they actually want with their career, I feel like core values is something that people are really focused in on. I agreed. And I think there's a lot of conversation about what's been termed the great resi- resignation, right? All the people who are leaving the workforce or in my industry in hospitality, people who have chosen not to come back to the hospitality industry, people who have chosen not to come back to retail stores and, and those environments. And, and it's not so much that, that it is very much about pay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing that. If your people are not paid and treated well, they're not coming back. But what ultimately was happening is people saying like, look, I don't like the person I work for. I don't like the job that I have. Let me find something that I do like. And this is not the first time that this has ever happened. Um, this is maybe a more extreme example, but if you go back, you know, to different economic downturns over the years, 2008, uh, you know, heck, um, the, the crap, the Wall Street crash, I should say, of 2008, it happened in 1995 and 2001 after 9-11, you know, people left the industry. My industry left retail stores, they left banking, they left, they, they went on to different environments because that upheaval caused them to say, hey, Life is too short. I need to enjoy it somehow. The pandemic forced a much bigger uh, group of people, a much wider, more diverse group of people to say, I'm done with this job. I got to find something else. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's that song? Take this job and shove it. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't need it anymore. So, so it, it's, it's raised the awareness of, and most importantly, going back to the core values, which you brought up. I think people have said like, look, I want to work with people that I believe in and I trust that I like that I would take home to dinner if I could, right? That, and so I think everyone's searching for that kind of environment. It's a different ballgame now than it was two years ago. It's certainly 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. Yes, for sure. Well, I can't speak to the 10, 20, but that's a- I can speak to the two years ago. That's a- <laughs> um, any last piece of advice you have to share with me? You've shared so much today. I think the other thing uh, that, I like, and I think I recommend to anyone who can do it, is be out there networking. And I, and I mean above and beyond on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, well, what, you know, whatever. Get off social media for a little while. And I love it. So I'm not, I'm not knocking social media or any of the networking apps and applications that are out there. But actually get up and go to a conference and shake hands with people. Find a nonprofit you like and get involved with it and go to, you know, volunteer or go to do something. So you're out there in the world actually shaking hands with real live human beings and talking to people who have a different and diverse experience compared to what you do. And in my industry, there's ample opportunities to go to gala dinners and wine tastings and things like that. So I try to do that whenever possible, but get out there in the world, volunteers, but the single most important thing to say people should do, get involved with a nonprofit, volunteer some time and meet some people it helps some people most importantly. And by that networking, you, you'd be surprised at how broad 
and wide your network becomes and the opportunities that start to present itself to you. All right. Well, well noted. I will have that transcribed in the notes below. <laughs> looking for that. Um, okay. Random business question, though. And I'm going to put a poll also in the show notes. Square or rectangle business cards? I am, have always been a rectangle business card. And there's two reasons for that. I, uh, when I was growing up, if you were, there was a term that would say L7 square, right? Uh, if I didn't do that, there you go. You can see that. Um, and L7 square meant you were not the cool person, right? So I've never adopted a square business card because the subliminal suggestion is you are a square. I actually like, I've seen many artistic business cards that are square, including uh, people, friends of mine who are architects that I think they're just fantastic. I've always been a uh, rectangle person. I love it. Well, if anybody wanted to learn more about you or find you and connect with you, where would they go? Uh, they can go to my website. You look up, uh, it, it's one of the same, nickmotone.com uh, or motone-enterprises.com. And you can reach me through the website. My email is there, LinkedIn. I'm on and open in my email and you can connect to me through any one of those applications. Perfect. I will have those in the show notes below. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you very much and good luck with everything. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. It truly does mean the world to me. If you want to show your support for the quest for new inspiration, make sure you check out our merch store and get that bubbly but blunt sweatshirt. If you are interested in the new spring colors for the bubbly but blunt sweatshirt and t-shirts, DM me on Instagram at the quest for new inspiration and I will get a pre-order started for you. Otherwise, to show your support for the quest for new inspiration, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the quest for new inspiration and on Twitter at new inspiration pod. And make sure to leave a five-star review or share it with a friend. It truly does make a world of difference for my little podcast.